What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the current affairs and hottest news with a touch of what, Terence? A touch of Singaporean humor. Not just Singaporean, lah, bro. Know, we got global. I know. We got global. And then, yeah, Everything is, must be literal, global. Literally, we are getting PMs from people in Germany. People yeah. in Canada saying that they listen to our podcast, not because they're Singaporean, but because mm-hmm. we talk about Singapore topics in a way that, that yeah, even for them, it's quite interesting like, just to understand how people in Singapore are thinking and behaving. Yeah, and be- because I think some of them mentioned that they're thinking of coming to Singapore, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, so STB, yo, STB, yeah. hit us up, Singapore Tourism Board. Basically, we're, we're saying if, part, you, man. if you pay us enough money, we'll say good stuff about Singapore, lah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. That's the reading between the lines. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's essentially what we're saying. But besides, well, but besides that, what yeah. else? What else? What else do we need to tell you all? We we got a plug lah today, and and all we can say is is it's the it's it's the time for you to to help us out, dear Yalabad people. Put your money, which your is what? Is. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess put your money. I guess that's uh, yeah. Never mind. What are we talking about? What um, are we talking about? We're talking about the one way you can support us for free, completely free on your side. The only thing it might cost mm-hmm. is your time. That's all, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is mm-hmm. it's a very important big step for us going forward because uh, as you all know, we are one of the first to start doing these kind of podcasts in Singapore. And uh, mm. we, want, we want the ecosystem to keep growing. Uh, so it was fantastic when earlier this year, we were selected as one of 10 finalists by Amazon Audible to create a podcast pilot for a a series, a whole series of podcasts. La. And these aren't just yeah. like regular podcasts where Harish and I are talking. These are narrative, like fiction podcasts where we wrote a story, Harish wrote a script, uh, and then we worked with a, a, one of the writers from She's a Terrorist, and we came up with a story that, um, and we got a whole bunch of voice actors to come in, fantastic voice actors, and the pilot... When is the pilot coming out, Harish? The pilot came out two days ago on twentieth May. Mm. Yeah, twentieth May. So it's a if 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 you're kind of wondering what is a scripted audio pilot, you imagine like a Netflix show, a thirty minute Netflix show, except there's no visuals. It is mm. only told through audio, yes, and it's yes, not yes, conversational yes. or anything. We scripted it. We got a sound designer. We got sound effects. We got music. We turned our office into a studio, and it is available on Audible now. It is called Life mm. Exchange, and the format of this competition. Um, is there are 10 finalists and Audible uh, will commission maybe one, maybe two, maybe a handful uh, to be turned into a full series. And it depends on how many people listen to the pilots that are out there, how many people leave comments, how many people leave ratings. So now is the time for you to stand up and show your fucking love, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we only, and part of the reason why we come to you guys as, uh, as the base, uh, it's not just because we know you like this podcast, but it's because you, in Singapore, you guys are the early adopters in terms of podcasts already. In the sense mm. that you all have been listening to us since the days when the top 10 in Singapore was all foreign podcasts or, you know, foreign podcasts or not, not even English podcasts or so, right? But yeah, now yeah. it seems there's a lot more support for local and locally produced podcasts. So um, we, we feel that you guys are the audience that to transition from, you know, just listening to podcasts to maybe trying out a narrative series as well, uh, which which some of which that we've heard like in the like uh, from the US are pretty good. Like like 
I think you've recommended before. What was the one that Homecoming, you recommended? Yeah. Homecoming, Homecoming. yeah. Homecoming, it was yeah. a one-shock thing before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think there was a time when, when we were doing research on writing the story. Mm, uh, and, and now we have our audio pilot. And all you need to do is we're going to put a link in the show notes uh, on our Reddit. Um, you need to sign up for an Audible account. Uh, it's, uh, if you have an Amazon account, that's fine. Uh, it's free. You can listen to it for free. You just need to log in. Um, and... and like if you if you enjoy it, uh, if if it tickles your fancy in any way, just leave a rating, leave a comment on the Audible page, yeah. and and the story is something that uh, Terence and I came up with together with uh, a writer uh, Su Yin, mm. and it is set in a not so distant future where humans can sell uh, can sell stocks of themselves on a human stock exchange. Mm. So it's not companies selling stocks; human can sell stocks, and it's being trialed in a prison. Mm. So like with most things. They come out that people are unsure of. They need guinea pigs, so they choose these prisoners. And our our protagonist, which is played by yours truly, mm. um, accepts this offer. So he sells shares of himself to investors who now control his life. And yeah. then soon he realizes that's the most fucked up thing he can do because the financial world is cutthroat. Yeah, and, and it's thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. and we're very proud because the cast is uh, from from different. They're not the usual voice actors that you will find say in theater or whatever. They're from a different yeah. uh, range of backgrounds. You know, we have uh, people of all races, from TV, from theatre, from YouTube, everything. So yeah, I think you have a great time just figuring out who is who. Yeah, there's Noah Yap, um, who we have worked with before. There's Joe Tan, there's Adlina, uh, there's Paul Foster, Rishi Budrani, Elliot, Elliot uh, Marcus Tan, mm. Ketania. Mm. So yeah, we are super fucking proud of it. So it'd be, it will mean the world to us if you could just check it out, uh, leave a comment, leave a rating. And and yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it, man. Yeah. But link in the description. That's it. We mm. shall move on to the first topic of our of today's podcast, which is what mm. Harish. Uh there was this article published by Channel News Asia. It was actually one of those commentary articles uh, and um it was kind of I think it was uh it was written by Session Ramaswamy uh after discussions with a professor from SMU. Mm. And the title is Why Many Retailers Are Calling for a Circuit Breaker. Mm. And essentially, the whole article is talking about, about this. La, like maybe there's, a, the, there's actually these retailers, both F&B, non-F&B, that are kind of lobbying mm. for Circuit Breaker. Can you believe it? Mm. You know, like everyone would think that Circuit Breaker is the worst fucking thing for retailers, for yeah. brick and mortar stores. But there are groups that are coming together to try and push for Circuit Breaker, mm, mm, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. But why did you want to talk about it? Because I know that was the article that you suggested. No, I think, I think, because uh, I was very shocked a couple of days ago when I, uh, where did I go? I think I, I went to, to Ikea to pick up some furniture and stuff. Um, mm. And yeah, it was just like, it was dead, man. In a, usually on a night, at night, Ikea, like, you know, the restaurant and everything is packed. But now because the restaurants only take away, right? So you know that mm. whole section where people like swarm and, and, and eat chicken wings and meatballs. This is which Ikea? This is which uh, Alexandra. Alexandra. Yeah, it was just empty. So and there was just like this, you know, the complete loss of that 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 family feel, you know, when you go to Ikea. You know, Ikea I since young I remember going there and then playing the ball pit in the old Ikea and everything. And mm-hmm. I always had this feeling, oh, it's very fun to, you know, play family and everything and go with your family to Ikea and, oh, what if I had this bit in my room and stuff like that, like, to think of these things. So mm. it was just a very different vibe. Like, it was almost like, oh, shit. It was, it was, compared to Circuit Breaker, when you're already in your mind, you knew that 
everything is shut down, like you know. Whereas this one mm. was like I went there and I felt you felt almost like wow, it's like sad not only for the for people in general, but even just the 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 people working there, la. Like like what was the point of coming to work, you know, unless like nobody at all. La. And um mm. yeah, just seeing that there I realized like yeah, it's such a big deal when you can't actually dine out and, and you know, you can't plan your day around, oh, after walking around for two hours, then you just sit down somewhere and have a meal. You can't do that already, like, right? So mm-hmm. so it, it's it's so people just don't go out at all, like, I guess. And um yeah. it's probably I realize oh shit, this is probably hurting retailers a lot more than, than we think, like, like 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 what you said, you think that just being able to keep open is good, but no, like, I don't think I don't think it is. And I, that's why I thought this official a bit more official call for the circuit breaker was um was was this explains why it's happening la. But what what about you? What do you think about it when you when you saw the article? La? Uh I mean I think just from the title, I think it put into words something that I was feeling also like last mm. two weeks. And and I and I would go so far as to say that I think a lot of people are feeling because mm. the general sentiment you saw online was that okay, people are confused. What is this phase phase two heightened alert? Yes, right? yes. P two H. What is this phase two P2 HA. Patuha. 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 Yeah, this whole Patuha thing, like, um, it, it's it's almost like, what is it? What is it not? And I think in some way, if you look at the surface, uh, like, you just take it in first impression, it's like, okay, like, it's not as bad as Circuit Breaker. Mm. But like you, I've also had a few experiences in the in the past few days. Name, I think most specifically, like, today, when I also had to go to the CBD to pick up something. Mm. And... CBD is normally dead on on weekends, uh, weekends yeah. like right. But even on the way there, past boogies and all, to see like deserted and the thing that always breaks my heart is when you go past an FMB retailer and you see like the chairs turned upside down mm. or just the chairs totally removed, mm. and I'm like, oh fuck, and it's still open like. mm. And and I think, I think that's what I think a lot of people might be be feeling in mm. general. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. It's one of those like okay you. You know, like when you got like an itch on your back, and it's not too bad that you don't need to put cream, mm. but it's not uh, silent enough for you to not notice anything. I think mm. that's the kind of sentiment, and and even I I think that the thing is now it feels like you know when you got when you open up Netflix or when you go to a hawker center, you have so many choices. You don't know what to eat. You don't know what mm. to watch, right? Mm-hmm. I think that can be very emotionally emotionally straining and draining. And I think right now for businesses. Being in this little little fucking limbo, right? It's actually making things harder. Mm. And I think we can speak from experience. Yesterday we were doing a recce for a shoot. Yeah. And we found out that later on in that day that the event that we are doing the shoot where the video was going to be launched has been pushed back. Mm-hmm. So then the planning we had been doing for the past week kind of went like not yeah. say wasted, but no. But it makes you we will rush. It makes you that. yeah. It, uh, it makes you second guess. Should you be rushing this period because you don't know what might change and stuff like that, right? So, do you yeah. invest more time or do you rush and try and get just get it done? Then after that, oh shit, the event is not happening anymore or something like that, like, You know, and yeah, like, it just makes things very uncertain, uh. Yeah, and and I think the the deliberating of that, like you and I had a few phone calls about that. Yeah, you know, we were liaising with the cast to arrange it next Tuesday, and then now when we decided, okay, we can't go ahead with the shoot, we had to liaise with them to not go with the shoot. But mm. if we wanted to go with the shoot, we could. Yeah. But it's almost like, should we do, should we do, should we, should we not, should we? And yeah, so that's when I saw this article, I was like, hey, shit, actually, this this is a sentiment that I think a certain sectors are definitely feeling. Like, like yeah. even my, my girlfriend, she's in the fitness industry, right? Yeah. Um, and her studio, 
should they go online should they not go online mm. uh should they have uh outdoor classes should they not have outdoor classes mm. so that's where i think it's confusing i don't know whether everybody feels that way yeah no but beyond confusing also i think uh part of it is that if if there is a definite circuit breaker called for right um then it means that uh, yeah like everyone shuts down and then it also gives all these retailers the right to go to their landlord and say hey you know uh, look uh, our mm. government look government our the government closed down the economy so our business we we just can't run it lah so do you mind like giving us uh, this month off or something like that lah you know a discount on this month's mm. rent whereas now it's like now it's almost like oh you you don't want to open you don't open lah but it's your choice lah you know and uh, if you don't want to open and try in different ways to make money then then too bad lah you still got to pay the rent you know so so yeah and so this is um this is where I mean as much as we can say. It's free market economics and everything, capitalism, right? That's how it works, demand and supply. But the truth is when uh, when the rules are changing so fast, it takes time for businesses to adjust to these rules as well. And the, the fact is that this patuha is only lasting. Uh, see, the, the P2HA, is, is stick, I think it's our new sugar daddy hang really. Patuha. patuha. Yeah, this patuha is only lasting until 13th June, you know. So... It's almost like a. Should we just grind it out for and just wait for like you know the whole thing to blow over, or is it going to get worse after that or what lah? Right. So so it's just this mm. very uncertain thing, and and it gives people less bargaining power, and not just people uh, companies, but even employees as well lah. Right. You know about yeah. about working from home and stuff like that also lah. Right. I I think that's actually a, a totally uh, a perspective that I totally did not uh, how you say appreciate until I read this article and did some digging lah because. There's the one thing about retailers having a bit more leverage to talk to their landlords. Like. But if you think about freelancers or or even small businesses, last year when Circuit Breaker kicked in, there was a bunch of, you know, the job support scheme. Mm. There was the SERS, which is a self-employed um, kind of uh, reimbursement kind of thing. Mm. I I think if we were to go back in Circuit Breaker, there's almost this expectation that has been set. Like. And for various reasons, I can imagine why the government would feel like, oh, fuck, there's going to be a shit ton of like grants again to give. Can we find this middle ground to work through? La? But it almost feels like this middle ground is something new that we have to adapt to again. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I also was, I was on a set, I was on a shoot when the, the restrictions were announced. And I mean, the set full of actors and freelancers and everyone was like, fuck. What 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 are you gonna do and like live performers and all that yeah. and last year there was at least some grants you could apply for you know like a thousand dollars a month for nine months mm-hmm. now it is this kind of thing which which yeah the more I think about it the more I realize like okay last year there were already some companies that were thriving mm-hmm. and there was everyone else la. Mm-hmm. now it feels like the companies are that were thriving are gonna continue to thrive like the the tech companies the the online companies but the rest are expected to be doing better when it's actually harder la. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. Because I think, uh, I mean, people were ready for a a complete lockdown, lah, right? But yeah, we're, yeah. We're not we're not so ready when it's half half, lah. Because again, there's like, yeah. uh, oh, we can. So people, some people are still expected to go to work, uh, and you can go out, but it's got to be only two people. Uh, but you know, if it's a grandparent taking care of a, ch- a ch- uh, grandchild, it's okay. But if it's a family, and so. There's just a lot of mental gymnastics to go through, and I think everyone's a little bit fatigued from having to do it, lah. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe rather than like create a whole new kind of phase, maybe it really was like about biting the bullet and just saying, "Hey, let's we're, we're going back into that lockdown, uh. 
Yeah, but then well, I mean, but then there will definitely be arguments against it, right? Saying okay, if you go into lockdown, you're not even giving people the chance to find some other way to adapt or or do something different. If you can't even leave your house, that is mm. kind of fucked as well, right? So, mm. so I think I think that's where it gets tricky. But but I think what uh, like I didn't realize before I did the digging is that certain things. M- are, the, uh, are what make things difficult. Uh, like, uh, there's, there's, uh, like, just from reading the articles, certain tenants in malls, right, mm-hmm. they actually get penalized if they close their shop. Yeah. yeah because right. some of their agreements are not just a flat rental and you do whatever the fuck you want. It's rental plus a share of your revenue, profits or yeah. revenue. Yeah. La, correct, right. Correct, yeah. so, so if you close, which means you are not giving a chance to get revenue or cash, mm. uh, you, you get penalized. Mm-hmm. So for them, can you imagine... I think there was an article about a jewelry store that made two dollars yeah. last weekend or yeah. something. In Vivo then you City. read it, you're like, yeah. "Yeah, fuck!" And then if you close, you close it down. You yeah the tenant will be like, "Yo, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. You yeah. have to stay open, lah." Yeah. So that's where I'm like, "Oh shit, man! Oh shit!" Yeah. All, it, so I, I yeah, I mean, I I totally see the arguments against the circuit breaker also, lah. But it's just the mm. um, yeah, it's just the the I I guess that it's not. It's not really phase two. It's a phase two heightened alert. <laughs> so it's the it's, it's the it's the in between phases <laughs> thing that, that I think everyone's really confused by. Like this there was circuit breaker, phase three, phase two, and I don't know phase one or what. But then now there's a phase two heightened alert and uh, you know, so so it's like wow, it's somewhere between phase three and phase two, but oh, uh, people don't know what yeah, uh, how to do it's it. It's either uh. phase two plus or phase three light la. Yeah, 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 right. exactly. So maybe maybe the one thing because I think in the previous podcast we did we did talk about how our approach shouldn't be that COVID is going to be eradicated, mm. uh, especially with this new variant which I just saw is like fifty percent more contagious. Yeah, what the fuck? And and there was some just to digress. There was a there was a Washington Post article that came out mm. about how the right. title saying Singapore can't contain, which yeah. I really, I'm like fuck you all la, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you just. You're just blowing up this one thing and saying, "Oh, even Singapore is no match for the uh, COVID situation." Which, yeah. uh, but then they mentioned that uh, I mean, the crux of the article is a whole different thing. But it's one, it's another one of those articles from the West that I think takes one aspect of Singapore and writes an entire article about it, mm. But but there are stats that show that what is fifty percent more contagious. So maybe maybe what we need to work towards as a country, right, mm. is there's only two modes. Mm. It's like phase phase one and circuit breaker. The <laughs> yeah. moment circuit breaker don't even need PM Lee or anyone to come on press conference. You know like the army mobilization? Mm. It just blinks on TV. Yeah. You have twelve hours before it's circuit breaker. Yeah. Then all the businesses know that okay, it's time for circuit breaker uh uh mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right, bring right. on the mask, bring on the face shields and boom, just switch and switch back. Switch, yeah. switch back. Yeah. That would be like <laughs> easier like mean, easier. Right. Yeah. And and I think people then they, they have two modes to shift lah, mm. you know, like uh, just shift back, okay, shift back, and maybe maybe that's what we need to work towards lah. Well, yeah, possibly, possibly, because I I think, I think like saying heightened alert already is like, I mean obviously we are on heightened alert already lah. In in general, everyone's like getting nervous about the the numbers, right? And then it's uh, yeah. So so it's needless to say we're heightened alert already, but now it's more like okay, let let's. Like uh, we're trying to take directions from time, and, and at the end of the day, there will o- also be people who will breach the rules, uh, you know, uh, against completely against the spirit of what this heightened alert thing asks for, la, mm. Right? So, yeah, it, it, I mean, just to eradicate those problems is probably better to just be clearer about it, lah. 
and the you <laughs> like you know you know last time with army you know like they were what's the thing where they they come at three a.m. and uh, ask you to fall in and turn out put, like open your uh, turn, out, turn out right turn yeah. out. No, I tell you, yeah, Singapore, COVID we need to work out. towards that. Everybody <laughs> needs 12 toilet roll, toilet roll packs. You know, like Maggie Mee, you know, and you store oh. every day. I tell you, <laughs> National day. day, this year, National Day fun pack. National <laughs> Day fun pack is your COVID turnout. COVID, uh, Petuha, Petuha fun pack. Yeah, your Petuha, yeah. Like, you cannot touch it. You know, anytime, yeah. fuck all the safety and uh, distancing ambassadors, they're going to be turned into like sergeant majors. Like. They just yeah, walk yeah, around yeah. HDB, condos, you know, yeah. just knock your door, yeah. turn out. Turn Five off. minutes, show us your Petuha pack. <laughs> your toilet roll, <laughs> your, your what, uh, easy link card. No, 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 you're easy not link. supposed to travel. But, but yeah, your basic shit you need for COVID. La. Yeah, uh, sanitizer, uh, gloves, face mask. Face mask. Uh, yeah, then, if you don't have it, right, yeah, you cannot charge. <laughs> all that budget for NDP should go towards creating this, la, right? Yeah, everyone should have it. I think so. Ha- when we half the male population is used to this radio, we all yeah, pack exactly. our field pack and we have it in a, in some cupboard somewhere to just pull out whenever we need or so. Right? I mean, think about it. You know, we always say like, oh, we go NS train for fuck. Yeah. You know, we're never going to do. <laughs> now is the time. Now's you know, time. like all the things we've learned. Yeah. <laughs> let the Singapore men feel useful from it. From ma- yeah. Feel like let Singapore men feel NS is useful. Maybe they can even be like camo cream. You know, red uh, and white camo correct, cream. Correct. Uh, yeah, for, you for, put on for morale to entertain. For kids. morale, yeah. then you turn out. If you don't have, you get charged. So anytime, anytime, yeah. so got case numbers bling on the screen. You yeah. got twelve hours, and you go into CB. No, no, CB actually, mode. Yeah, I saw even like the home based learning when it was announced that it was starting. There were posts going around from parents to other parents about games you can play to engage your kid during home based learning period and all uh. So, yeah. so, so it's um. I think people are coming up with their own DIY so-called like emergency emergency protocols uh. so yeah why, why, why not really like uh, train up everyone to to really yeah. recognize every phase and what they need to do at every phase uh. I think that's not a yeah, bad I, idea yeah because even like for my girlfriend's studio right for them now they like like they're thinking okay outdoor class and anyone who goes to any mm. gym any studio you're probably faced with the thing of your studio might offer outdoor classes yeah. but or might just offer live stream but yeah. hey another studio offers in studio mm. and then what I've seen is like some you can always interpret the rules a bit differently yeah. so some studios that are maybe not being as responsible as they could be are pushing forward and mm. the other studios are like yo what's going on and then it causes that sort of tension yeah. but if there's there's this CB uh, phase turn out everybody just boom yeah. immediately switch online can you imagine so, yeah our Yalabad also lah the moment like yeah, CB right. face boom, that everyday podcast, everyday twelve yeah, everyday podcast, podcast. <laughs> from under the bed, take out the home kit for the mics, you know, yeah. pop, 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 mic, camera all on the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Which was, I mean, there was something we did during the election, and then it was actually like quite, it was quite, uh, I, I guess, quite interesting for everyone also, lah, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe that's that's what our every society needs to become, no? Because you yeah. think about it, we have bomb shelters, right? And I mean, hopefully there's never a day where we need a bomb shelter. Yeah. Maybe now we need this like middle thing, like this CB, this CB pack. La. CB pack you know, like yeah. put it put it in a glass case in your house. <laughs> yeah. You know, you cannot touch it. Yeah. You cannot fucking touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Oh, yeah NDP fun pack. Dude, that would be, be amazing if that's the NDP fun pack. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Singapore. Yeah. We've always, I always feel like we have the best suggestions for what to do with yeah. the NDP fun pack. But nobody's listening yeah. to us. Nobody listens. <laughs> Unfortunately, nobody. Yeah. Uh, or nobody in in the position of of uh deciding what to give in the NDP fund pack uh, listens la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> tough times are <laughs> tough times for retail. Tough 
tough times for yeah. retail, man. For retail, I think yeah, like any anyone who has a physical presence, like mm. it's fucking tough, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. But speaking of physical uh, attributes mm. and physical presence and attributes and all, this one is a bit of a hoo ha that has occurred because someone spoke about someone else's physical attributes. Uh. Mm. Yes, and uh, can I? Well, what is this hoo ha that has occurred? That, that apparently, I mean, it's not huge news, but it is still has fleeted across everyone's radar, like, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, you, you probably have very different reactions to it. Like. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah. And the thing we are talking about is, it's a little spat yeah. between the former queen of Caldecott Hill, Fan yeah. Wong, and David Gunn. Like. Actually, it's not between her. Like. No, no, it's between no. David Gunn, yeah. who's a, who's a so famous stylist. makeup artist in Singapore. No. Celeb oh, hair stylist. Oh, stylist. Yeah. Stylist. Uh, stylist um, and an and, and, uh, aesthetic doctor who kind of wrote a blog post about Fan Wong's facial features uh, uh, when she w- appeared at the Star Awards 2021. Like. Yeah, his name is Dr. Siu Takwa. And uh, oh. I only just realized that he's the he's the doctor who apparently gave up his practice to start a dog charity, uh, Save Our Street Dogs, SOSD. Uh, if you're a mm. dog owner like me, I think definitely you have heard of them. They do a lot of uh, rescue work with rescue dogs, and uh, yeah, a lot. Of, I think a lot of adopted dogs come from SOSD as well. I believe. I believe my my dogs were were also yeah. They, my dogs were also no no. My my dogs were not trained by SOSD, but I know some people who definitely got the dogs from SOSD la. So, uh, it's been around, and and I think they've been doing a lot of good work in terms of the dog, in terms of dogs la. But um, yeah, this doctor may have. I don't know whether he he took it a step too far, but. He wrote about the uh, Fan Wong's use of uh, face fillers, um, especially with regards to her appearance at the recent MediaCorp Star Awards. Uh. Uh, mm-hmm. And Fan Wong right now is uh, I mean I I I couldn't believe it, but I looked up. She's she's fifty man. She's fifty years old man. She's fifty. Yeah. Fifty man. Like yeah, I can still remember like when we were young. Like she was like the new darling, the twenty three year old Fan Wong. You know, like who came to usurp Zoe Tay's throne and everything, and like people were, like mm. buying the covers of Eight Days because Fan Wong was on it and all the shit like that, lah. But now, wow, she's fifty years old, man. She's like, like, like Elizabeth Hurley, J Lo, Halle Berry, all like. You look at them like, yeah, huh, yeah, fifty. Yeah, fifty, hard to believe. Fifty, yeah. yeah. But but basically, what what happened was that I think he, yeah, this Doctor Sue wrote a. A post about Fan Wong's face fillers, or I think, and and he referred to to it saying that his customers were were all commenting about it and how they were overused, uh, right? She overused mm. face fillers, and uh, David yeah. Gunn didn't take too kindly to to that blog post, and he he basically was scolding. <coughs> he used social media also to scold back this Doctor Sue saying, "Uh, yeah, what if someone comment about your mother and and what her your mother's looks and stuff like that, lah, right?" Um, mm. And he took it very personally. He said, "You don't know Fan Wong and everything. Why would you comment about her like this for to promote your business?" Uh, and then subsequently, yeah. he came back and said, "His mother." I don't, he he made a post. Isn't he the doctor? Like the doctor, doctor saying like. that his mother helped him out a lot when at the start of his business, literally like being a bit of a. Uh, I think what I don't know when he mentioned those words, but a bit of a guinea pig for some of his his trials with with like face fillers and stuff like that also lah. Um, mm. So so he, I I guess what he was saying is that he respected his mother and 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 yeah, there's, uh, 
I guess there's no need to bring the mother into it. But uh, sub- yeah, subsequently, about I mean, about twelve hours ago, I think came out on the news that that um, yeah, now this whole spat has become a, a legal case between Fan Wong's uh, company, Catwalk, Cat, was it or Catwalk Asia or something? Is it? Yeah, Catwalk, yeah, Catwalk Asia. Asia and and this uh, Doctor Sewer. So yeah, it's just a. It seems to be a bit of an ugly spat brewing. But what do you think of it when you first heard heard of this whole thing going on? Uh, I mean, when I first of it, first uh, first so fuck, first heard of it, I looked at David Gunn's post, and I mean, he basically this is what he wrote like, Have you met Fan before? I don't think so, right? Will you ever have a client like Fan? I don't think so either. Was your post written out of spite and jealousy? Only you will know. But please tell your clients. Uh, then some Chinese character. <laughs> uh, publicity is publicity, so don't be a CB and put it in your clients. Miss my Fan is beautiful inside and out, and I feel very motherfucking irritated by your comments. Then I was like, okay, it just feels like a petty spat, lah. Yeah. And because you know, in the past there've been like spats between like media corp artists and all, and I always wonder why the fuck does mainstream media still cover it, eh? mm-hmm. Like someone say this one in a WhatsApp group, then another person say this one, and blah, 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 then like yeah. a few articles written about it. And I'm like, why the fuck is this the news? Yeah. So that was my first thought that okay, lah, this is another one of those things that I really do not care about. Yeah. But 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 um. Uh, is David Gunn trying to bring up something about um? Because you, I mean, essentially your aesthetics doctor talking about someone's looks, like, right? And and mm. is that is that a form of like uh so called bullying, uh, You know that we're but very aware of right now. So the the tricky thing is that the doctor's article um was made unavailable by fourteen uh, on fourteenth May. Like. Mm. I I think it might be because of Fan Wong's uh agency lawyers coming after him, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. So. So I mean, basically, from what I understand from uh, the coverage of, of articles, is that yeah, the blog post uh, was him giving a doctor's perspective on the fillers. There were several photos of fan at the event, juxtaposed with her younger self, uh, with her younger self, mm. uh, and that yeah la, like that she had looked much better in other photos la. So mm. in some way, kind of saying she didn't look her best. But la. that's like I mean, right. anyone compared to to themselves twenty seven years ago. I mean, definitely, there's gonna be a huge difference, alright. Twenty-seven years is a long time, lah. So, so like, but is think, it fair yeah. to be like commenting and comparing between back then and now? So I don't know whether he was comparing with back then and mm. now. He just said she, he, he looked, she looked much, much better in other photos, mm. So don't know what okay. those other photos are. I see, I see. Um, right, and he the post ended with some beauty advice for fan and noted that soft tissue fillers are still a potent tool against aging, albeit as many one of the solutions mm. uh, so it feels like uh, I I it's hard to give a definite perspective mm. without seeing the article but just from reading that I don't see anything wrong as as commentary like you're saying it's just yeah it's like commenting on a public figure right yeah so, so but I don't know that's my first thought yeah you gonna shit on my thought I mean no, no I'm not gonna shit on it but uh I think because he's an aesthetics uh, or he's aesthetic doctor, like, right? I don't know, a surgeon mm. or doctor or what. Because you're an aesthetic doctor and you're selling, you're literally selling a service. Uh, and I, I read up some interviews about him and everything. And I think uh, he said before that what he's trying to do is to help people uh, live more wholesome lives, like, right? Rather than just about making them look better. Because at the end of the day, looks, how you feel about yourself is a combination of how you look 
how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, and things like that, like, Right. So hmm. I I felt that um, in some ways, as the aesthetics doctor, uh, yeah lah, you 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 have to take a bit more care in who you are bitching about or 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 writing something about also lah. You know what I mean? Because mm. you don't want to give people the impression that um, everything can be solved just purely based on aesthetics or so lah. Right. If that that's based on what mm. he himself said about being a happy, wholesome person. Lah. So I, mm. I actually thought that oh that sounds quite quite correct. But then then I just square that with like that kind of behavior of like writing about someone, you know, talking about their facial just purely about their facial features and things like that. As opposed to focusing on like what you're saying, like, you know, wow, Fen Wong at fifty, you know, like she still looks pretty good and, and, and healthy mm. and everything, like right. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe maybe some maybe some some aesthetics aesthetic uh, enhancements to her face but in in general we we i mean they still look very glamorous and everything like right so mm. i mean of course you can always nitpick at the negatives of someone but but as opposed to focus on the positive side of things like right so so to me that that's where um he i mean yeah, la, you could say he was giving commentary, but because he's selling a service related to it as well, and because he is literally a doctor in that field who 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 can who is qualified to give that kind of advice and all, right? Uh mm. I feel that the kind of power needs to be more more carefully wielded. La. So you think what well, what you're saying is that uh it carries more weight, is it his judgment? Yeah, it carries more weight and, and I mean, maybe it is to promote your services and make yourself feel more reliable. But at the same time, uh, maybe focus less on the negative side of things, lah. Right, of of people's appearances and things like that. Maybe focus on you know what what people did right rather than did wrong, lah. Uh, but yeah, are you are you saying that primarily because it is about her looks as opposed to another aspect of of her? Yeah, and I mean. For, I mean, it's very focused on the negative aspect of her looks, like, right? You know, as opposed no, to, to the positive I, side. I, I ask that because, I mean, there are so many people who criticize, like, uh, like I mean, let's say you're a coach mm. of a player, mm, right? Correct. And you write an article saying, this person, you know, her, her, her badminton swing or his badminton swing was not the best, blah, blah, blah. And you give a technical assessment of what they did wrong. Mm, like. mm. Is, that, is that worldly different from you? For, for 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 you compared to the looks, uh, I think it is different compared to the looks, cause looks have to do with a lot of uh, we I mean we know looks have to do a lot with a lot of people's self esteem, uh, it can lead mm. to you know a lot of uh people feeling bad about how they look even though they look perfectly fine like, you know, and you know a lot of people have like so called what was the term and dysmorphia is it, where they mm. they, they think of their bodies yeah. that they think their bodies look terrible actually they don't look that bad like, right. And mm. so, so it is a sensitive area that affects people's mental psych, mental health as well, la. So yeah, I just I just use the yeah the term mental health uh, here. Because okay, like okay, just take for example the a few podcasts ago we yeah. uh, we did about harsh dalal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, You know, um, and I do recall the editor of Tech in Asia, Terence Lee, posting mm. on LinkedIn that when they were deciding to break the story or not, they did have a debate about whether or not they should do it because this guy is, after all, just 19. Mm, mm, you know? 20 but years they old, felt, 
Yeah, uh, yeah, twenty now, but I think nine, nineteen, uh, like in four mm. days. Okay, nineteen or twenty, like young, lah. Yep, yep. And but they 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 made the decision that his he like the loopholes were too big to ignore, and mm. it would be a disservice to the technical space to not break the story, lah. But then, if you think about it, there are so many instances of people being criticized for things they do that ultimately result in their mental health deteriorating, mm. yeah. uh, self-esteem being crushed. Yeah. So for me, that's why like. I I can see how looks and the actions of people are different, but if you talk about self-esteem, suicidal thoughts, and all, you there's also similarities there with with things that people hold very closely to themselves, mm. which is their their work, their identity, their opinions, mm. and all that. But I mean, the, uh, right. I think you you what what he Terence Lee said and what you've raised is a is a good benchmark, uh, right? Like the mm. the damage that um. Not the damage, like the, like does Fan Wong's beauty fillers, does that, you know, hinder or hurt the industry, the the, the entertainment industry in any way, lah? You know, in particular. What you mean? You don't aspire to have beauty fillers when you're older, Terence? So, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no, so so yeah, it's a good it's a good question to ask yourself, lah. Like if I don't post this thing about Fan Wong, right? Like uh-huh. like, is it going to be very bad for the entertainment industry, lah? You know. Like like uh, is something bad gonna happen? Whereas for harsh dalo, I mean, as much as uh, I I I I made I was quite adamant that it was not a crime la, right? It was not no one mm. was hurt, but because the industry we know of so many uh, shady businesses, uh, you know, laundered money or even Ponzi scheme money that goes into startups and then. And things like that, lah. And 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 anytime there's a exchange of a lot of money, a lot of uh, there's a lot of scammers out there to try and who try and game the system also. And then and that that breaks down the trust between between investors and and founders and things like that, lah. Right. So mm. I do I do agree with him that his argument that there is a there is a negative externality to the rest of the industry if they don't go and report this this issue. You see, um, whereas mm. this one. Like if he whether he commented about Fan Wong's fillers or didn't comment about it also, um, I don't. I think that there will have been zero impact on the industry, lah, bro. No, like but if you impact. think about it, if you think about it, and this is yeah. quite quite um interesting because just earlier this week, right, yeah. there was a major lawsuit mm-hmm. that was won by um uh that that. Uh, an implant, a breast implant producer, I mm, believe, mm, mm, uh, in France, mm. that they they lost lah because I think ten or twenty years ago there was a supplier of silicone implants to a French company, mm. and they put implants in six thousand two hundred women, and they after investigations the Im- silicone that was used was was very poor grade mm. and had a tendency to break. And seep into the skin, mm. um, So for the past twenty years, there have been six thousand two hundred women who have been dealing with the after effects, and I think the court ruled that the certifying company that certified the silicone implants, uh, okay for implant implantation, mm. uh, was wrong, mm. Um, and thankfully these people are getting their compensation now. So, so you know, with this aesthetic. Uh, industry. First of all, I don't know when aesthetic doc- doctors stop being called plastic surgeons. Is plastic surgeons controversial? Uh, no, I think is it, because some, is it not environmentally friendly or something? No, some some doctors don't actually do surgery. Like you know, they just do like injections, oh, botox, and stuff I like see, that. I see. So that's like non-invasive. Oh, so it's a smaller la. arm, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see. Right. Okay, 
Okay, so so back to my point. I mean, in some way, as much as you say commenting on whether fillers or Fan Wong um, are good or bad has no impact, right? But if you think about it, if people see aesthetic uh, cert, uh, in, uh, fillers as the silver bullet that would cure any aging because it always comes out well, right? Mm. In some way, he's pointing out that, okay, not always, they don't always come out well. You mm. know, there's mm. there's a risk. Whether or not the next sen- sentence is, come to me and there'll be yeah. no risk yeah. is, a, is a bit salesy. La. But I no, think yeah. there is some benefit right. to, to pointing out stuff like that. There la, is right? a point. There, there is a... There is a that that there is a good point. I will give, I will say that that I maybe I was thinking of the wrong industry, in the sense that he's yeah. not directing that at, at actors or other people in entertainment. He's directing it more yeah. at um at people who who might what thinking of using his services like or thinking of getting aesthetic medical services like yeah. right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I think maybe because he's a doctor who sells the service, it can come off as a bit like, okay, what's his real agenda there? Mm. Because if it was just a, a, a someone who's interested in aesthetic surgery, like let's say a DIY makeup artist or doesn't even provide the service but has dealt with enough celebrities with yeah. that sort of aesthetic enhancements, giving opin- his or her opinion, it would come across differently. Like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe, maybe the way that he could have done it without like... Uh Okay, I don't know whether it was still Ryan Morphis, but but maybe not single out uh, one person, and, mm. and like maybe because I mean uh, you know it's like those people who who comment on what celebrities wear during on red carpets mm. or all that right. Then they they go through mm. the good, the bad, the, and and everything, and they talk in general about everyone on the red carpet lah, right? There's something yeah, to say yeah. about everyone, and um, generally we 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 kind of like accept that okay, that's part of the whole red carpet process lah, people observe how you conduct yourself what you're wearing and things like that la. Uh, mm. but this one yeah, I guess this one the, the maybe just was a little bit mean because it seemed to single out one person mm. who's 50 years old already and, and still you know uh, seen as a big uh, big name in the industry and everything so, so that's since why he la, talked about yeah. doing the fillers on his mother then you're saying he should have wrote an article on his mother like it <laughs> yeah so if you did that then people be like whoa bro that's so like why are you going to put your mother into this and all that lah? So 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 that uh, I, I didn't really understand <laughs> his point in that in that in that, uh, how he responded to that lah. But okay. No, la. I think I uh. think because David Gunn yeah called out he pl- David Gunn play mother. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, then now he mother. need to play mother back lah. Yeah, but he never call out David Gunn's mother. Yeah yeah yeah. Is that probably that kind of like you call my mother? Is it you know what my mother sacrificed for me? Yeah. The kind of thing <laughs> that guilt tripping lah. <laughs> which didn't really fly. <laughs> didn't really fly when I read it lah. So this is why when you send me the article to talk about, I'm like, Terrence, what the fuck? I don't want to talk about this kind of stupid shit. I know. But you, then when you, you talked about you characterized the, the bullying it as a, as a quarrel between boomers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, actually, yeah, that's true. I, it is like it is. I literally, I literally replied Terrence on WhatsApp. I was like, yeah, this is a quarrel between boomers. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he, he pointed out that, no, there's something interesting about the bullying a celebrity. Is it really bullying or not? Mm, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, yeah, la, Fan Wong is, is, she is the... The biggest, I mean, one of the biggest names we had have in Chinese media in Singapore. Oh, you just pissed off a bunch of Zoe Tay fans. Uh. <laughs> you're fucked already, dude. No, but it's true. You're it's gonna true. get cancelled because of. You're gonna get cancelled. No, no, no. Because of uh, because of Return of Condor Heroes, and and the uh. success of like all those ser- serials in China, uh, like even these days when you go to China, when you tell them you're from Singapore, they be like, oh, you know, Fan Wong, Christopher Lee. They re- remember these names from back then. You see. Uh, whereas mm. like the more recent or the the older names, they don't remember as well. You see, because Singapore yeah, yeah, there yeah. there was a golden age of of uh, dramas when Singapore was one of the leaders in the in the region. Uh. Yeah, I mean that was 
probably like peak yeah. Singapore 80s, TV, la, right? 80s, when, 90s, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who maybe not born yet or too young to realize, literally like Fan Wong and Zoe Tay, I w- if they walk on the street, they will get mobbed. Yeah, right? Fan Wong was in the movie with Owen Wilson and, and Jackie, Jackie Chan, Chan, man. Yeah. Hey, but but now even she cannot hold a candle to Henry Golding. I mean, yeah, cannot lie. Henry Golding is a But I think if, if they both of them walk, walk down on the street, who do you think will get mobbed more? Uh, Henry Golding? I think all the boomers will go to Fan Wong. The, the aunties, <laughs> the definitely, aunties definitely go to Fan Wong. <laughs> But Aunties everyone, uncles are go to uh, everyone else will go to Henry Golding la, for sure. Yeah. Oh, that would be an interesting fight. Interesting eh? social experiment. <laughs> ah, social experiment. <laughs> but that. But yes, yes. That's that, that brings us to to okay you, to wow that was so out of sync. Yes, but <laughs> it brings us to the uh one the show comments of the week. Yeah, right. Yes, and uh, uh, I definitely have one, yeah. and I don't know. I hope it's not the same as yours. No, it won't be. It won't be. Uh, the, you don't the, think so? The one, the, the, the one comment that I I thought was pretty good was someone posted on our subreddit a logical fallacy cheat sheet for the duo. You know, this mm. is from J underscore Edgar. And if you click through it, it, it brings you to a very nice poster, animated poster that um basically lists down all the po- possible logical fallacies that come up when you argue with people. And what they are called, la. So I mean, the the standard ones like slippery slope, uh, hasty generalization, or moral equivalence. Or but they also explain stuff like straw man, ad hominem, mm. post hoc ergo propter hoc. You know, uh, all the all the fancy ways people say, la. And and I I really appreciate it because um, I think before we did this podcast, a lot of times when I sit down for lunch with Harish, I'm like. You know, this happened to me recently and I really want to score the person back but I don't know how to score the person, right? Like, like what is wrong with the uh. argument? And then, I, I wish I had this cheat sheet last time. Like, it, made it, it would have made it much easier. Uh, so, this is like a scene in the movies where, you know, like the superhero or like the cop who has like one gun yeah. gets gets like a fucking armory of bazookas yeah. and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, like. yeah. You can imagine Terrence loading up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, moral I, equivalence. I save it Begging as my, the claim. My, desktop, my desktop wallpaper already. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> So, so it's like I was like okay. I mean, I don't know whether the the J Edgar was giving it to us because we've been doing it wrong or because he knows that we appreciate these things or what lah. But but yeah, I mean, regardless, I thought it was just very helpful, la. and that's why I love mm. the community. You know, they they also help us grow and help us find find cool things like that 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 make life easier for us. Yeah, cool. So so I wanna ask, how come you are so sure your comment? Your like your favorite comment is not gonna be my favorite comment. Is it because you knew what my favorite comment was gonna be? I know the kind of shit that you like, and <laughs> so I I'm like I know it's not it's not it's definitely my favorite comment is definitely not gonna be the one that you that you chose. I'm hundred percent sure. Yeah. What was the the one someone described as last time? Uh, it's like you're the I'm like you're the more no straight, straight one, the face while I'm the wacky one. You're the wacky one, uh, yeah. I'm the wacky you one. Like, you man. like this kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and literally your choice of words also quite apt, uh, because exactly. my comment of the week um, <laughs> is is uh, just a a post that turned into somewhat of a tiny thread. Uh, it was a post by Crispy Gauntlet mm. uh, about him or her. Oh, no, it's probably a him. Yeah, it's a him. Definitely a him mm. because it was in relation to my saying on a previous podcast that I'm going to shave my ass hair. I don't, I don't, that sounds familiar, but I can't remember exactly when I said it, but it sounds familiar. Mm. So in this comment, he goes on to describe in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 
10 healthy uh, sized paragraphs about his experience um, shaving his ass hair on his own you know, like, and this the downsides not, of it. Like. This is not his experience. Eh. This is uh, this was it's a not. post from 10 years ago on the internet. That I, huh? I have read this before, yeah. So, so he's reposting something oh. that he read on the internet as advice to you because he thought you want to shave oh, your ass. Oh, shit. I just, I just bamboozled <laughs> past the second line and like, oh my God, someone is sharing that much yeah. because it was so well written in such detail yeah. that I thought Crispy Gauntlet uh, shaved, yeah. shaved the ass. So guys, the uh, lesson but, here is you mm, got to read past the headline and don't, don't, don't skim the opening paragraph. Read the sub-headline too. Yeah, yeah read yeah. the sub-headline. Yeah. <laughs> I was I saw don't say, shave your ass I, was like, I gotta read the shit yeah. you know fuck the first three lines yeah, he, jumped, oh. he jumped straight to don't shave your ass hair and then continue <laughs> reading from there no but in any case but in any case I, it's a it's an entertaining read because the guy goes into a lot of detail uh, mm. and someone even pointed out um, uh, Neh1024 pointed out that <laughs> they were pleading with us to not make this the comment of the week just because they had to read through this shit, like, but yeah. I think they meant it in jest because it is really quite an entertaining uh, comment it from is, 10 years ago. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember. Yeah, it was it. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, you remember reading yeah, it? Yeah, I do. It's, oh, a, so you, it's quite a famous internet thing. Yeah, internet you, were, you were patronizing Reddit since then? No, not Reddit, just somewhere on the internet. Oh, I can't online. remember Facebook or whatever. Like, yeah. I see, yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's great. Wow, this like really uh-huh. a bo- a boomer experiencing the internet for the first time. You go, you forwarded this to your WhatsApp group, already, you know. <laughs> well, lucky you gave me as well. Otherwise, I'm, I was like, I was gonna be like, wow, this person spent this much time to write something for y'all, but <laughs> we have such a committed community. Uh, but, but, yeah, but it's still, still, cool. it's still, it's yeah. still funny that he resurfaced it, like, Yeah, so, thank yeah. you for introducing it to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> and what is your one shock thing of? Uh, my one shock thing for this week is a uh, is a video that I saw two years ago, which for some reason resurfaced on my YouTube feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fucking amazing. Like it was a video, uh, called Whip- Whipmer's Law. Mm. Uh, Fabio Fabio Whipmer. Mm. So it is. I think he's a Red Bull athlete. Uh, stunt cyclist like a BMX uh, stunt. Mm. He does stunts like and. It's about him going through the streets of Austria, mm. kind of doing crazy stunts in the middle of the street. Like, and what, I mean, y- there are many videos that kind of try to do this, but I think like uh, he's probably one of the best in the world because the production quality is great. Have you seen it? No. I think never. two years ago, it was going quite viral, but it's an eight-minute video and the music is dope and he does it in the middle of the, the street as people are walking by and cars are driving past. And just looking at it, I'm pretty sure... The people walking by and the cars driving past are part of the setup, but it's meant to make it look like it's really in the middle of everyday life in the city. Like, and mm. like he'll be cycling, then there'll be a pothole with two construction workers uh, working on it, then he'll somersault over them and then they'll react. But the way it's shot, it's the production quality is great and it's fucking good. Like, I just I just love it on so many levels and yeah, it's it's the way they produced it also was super cool. And the stunts are insane, like I the see. stunts are insane. Yeah, insane. Cool, cool. Yeah, so it's a great video. Uh, I my one shock thing is just a, a Netflix series that I'm ready to recommend to the world after watching mm. it. It's called The Serpent, mm. and uh, mm. the crazy thing is that not a lot of people uh, have watched or or are going to watch it. I think it it was on the Singapore top ten for a very short one two weeks, but 
after that it just faded away and then um even googling and and looking up reddit all that there's not a lot huge amount of discussion going on about it but uh mm. it's actually a bbc produced uh series that was that is now on netflix and uh it's actually about uh, one of asia's most notorious serial killers uh. and and they the the cool thing is that most of it i think was shot in bangkok and india so um mm. they they got a bunch of these actors you know, from from uh from the UK and everything, they flew down to to Bangkok and India, and and um they're playing a very eclectic mix of uh, nationalities because it's basically the it tells the story of the bikini killer, which I didn't even know existed mm. before this like In the seventies, there was a uh half white, half half Caucasian or uh half half Indian, half Vietnamese uh man who went around befriending a lot of um. Caucasian backpackers who were traveling around Asia and uh, mm. he ended up drugging, robbing and ultimately murdering quite a number of them. And he did it um, using a lot of his uh, his 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 charm. Uh. Basically, he was a, a narcissist who was able to, you know, talk to anyone and, and convince them of a lot of things that to, to hang out with him, to party with him and all this. And so, mm. um, but I never knew the story was this wild and this crazy and that eventually it took a it took a a Dutch diplomat working in the Dutch embassy to really hunt him down. Uh. So the story mm. actually uh, is not only a story of hunting down a serial killer, but a story of a of a fight against bureaucracy, Because because you know mm. you know in the diplomat's world, there's a lot of a uh, bureaucracy in terms of what you can or cannot do in your host country and stuff like that, uh. So so that's mm. what that's what made the show really interesting. I think the acting was was. Pretty good. The casting, I'm not very sure, but the acting was really good. And uh, yeah, it's just a very fascinating story. And yeah, I'm dying to find people in Singapore who have also watched it and like it and like like just you know just just talk talking about it. Because honestly, even on Reddit, all oh, there's not much, man. Like there's a serpent, really? there's a serpent Netflix uh, group. There's like a few hundred people only. And um, you know, even looking for BTS or what of the shoot and about from you know the directors or the writers saying anything there's really not much because then I realized it's because probably the BBC as a production uh, you know all UK production companies are not as well oiled as Hollywood production companies like they know they need to do the the press rounds the BTS and all these kind of things to, to promote the show whereas like as a BBC show this one wasn't given that kind of uh, promotion uh. Yeah, yeah, and it's quite interesting because apparently the the shoot was disrupted by, by the pandemic, so they had to stop for like five months, and then, and then they only completed the shoot like in August or September last year, and now it's already oh. like on Netflix, and yeah, yeah, I thought it was amazing. Uh. Oh, I remember I saw the thumbnail and I thought, okay, that looks quite interesting. But yeah, I've never heard anyone else talk about it. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping that it's like this show about this half man, half snake guy that kind of like deals with his superpower and all that. I was like, oh shit, that looks cool, man. That looks cool. Typical Marvel, <laughs> raised on a diet of Marvel <laughs> movies. That's what they all think. The serpent only is like some must be some snake like, superpower. Nonsense. Yeah, kind of bitten by a household lizard, and then, yeah. and then like, Ew, fuck, you know, like I can stick to walls or some shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. So I mean, it's, a, it's true Actually, crime. Wait, it's why, true crime. Yeah. Why did I say lizard? Lizards are not serpents. Right? The reptiles are the reptiles. The reptiles are the rep. The reptile. The reptile. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you watched it, also please, like like start a thread or something on our Reddit because uh, I love to mm. talk to people about it. Uh. Cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. So uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And once again, 
The link to our Audible Pilot is in the show fuck notes. Mm. Just click on it. Log into your Amazon account if you don't have it. Uh, sign up for one. Listen to it. Leave a comment and a rating. And hopefully we can turn that little piece of uh, uh, that, of passion that into a full series. What's uh, it called again? Life Exchange. That's right. Life Exchange for Life. Life Exchange for yeah. Life. Okay, cool. Cool, man. All right. Peace.